I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse uh, temptations, tests, and trials. The Bible says, count it all joy. Boy, you know as well as I do that that's not always easy. But you know, when you count it, go on, count it all joy, and, and you press into joy. It, it causes a strength to arise in your heart, in your mind, and in your soul. It causes you to be able to overcome the obstacles of the enemy. So let's just count it all joy. I believe what God's doing in this day and in this hour is he's developing character. He's strengthening us, and he's developing character. You know, I, I don't even know, but I hate to say it, but I got to be honest. But I, for some reason, was thinking a lot this week about the book of Job. And I was thinking, boy, I really need to reread the book of Job because Job really went to hell. And I don't really understand a lot of the book of Job. I had a friend, pastor friend of mine, that wrote a, a book called The Victorious Life of Job. Maybe I can find it in, in, uh, by Van Gale. He's in heaven right now. But I've just been thinking a lot about the book of Job. You know, Job went through a lot of tests, a lot of trials, a lot of things. But at the end, he overcame. He overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of his testimony. He never gave up on God. He went through all the hell that he went through. But at the end, he prayed for his friends. And not only, not only did he pray for his friends and God turned his captivity, but God says, God, he spoke twice as much as he had before. And I think there's a lot of you that are going through, and I know it because I have a word for you. A lot of you are going through a lot of tests, a lot of trials, a lot of tribulations, a lot of what T.D. Jake says, crazy warfare. And I'm telling you, it's all part of plan. It's all part of the season that we, the church, are living in. You know, it's not just you going through it. We are all members of the body of Christ, and we're all going through it at the same time. So again, I'm going to be talking tonight on, on a word. I have a word from God, and I'm also going to pray for you at the end. And I believe with a breaker anointing, and it's a prayer for a renewal of your strength. So what are we talking about? Many of you are waiting for a manifestation of answered prayer, and delay has discouraged many of you. Maybe uh, it may be a few months, it may be a few years, it may be 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. You've been praying, you've been standing, you've been believing, and delay, there's been a delay in the answer to your prayer, and many of you are growing weary in well-doing. Many of you are getting discouraged. God is a word for you tonight. I hear the Spirit of God saying, lift up the hands that hang down, strengthen the feeble knees. Make straight paths for your feet. That which is lame is going to be turned away. And the joy of the Lord is going to be your strength. I'm going to go before you and I'm going to prepare the way. I'm going to make the crooked ways straight and the rough places plain. And I hear the Lord say, but I need you to trust in me with all of your heart. Delay is not denial. There is a time and a purpose for everything under heaven. God has a time, God has a place, God has a season, and he has a purpose. What he wants to do is he wants you to, to give up, to lose heart, to let down 
your guard. And God is saying today, I want you to lift up the hands that hang down. I want you to praise me in the midst of adversity. I want you to stand. And having done all to stand, I want you to stand there for and don't lose hope. Don't lose heart. I have a plan for your life. And it's a plan to prosper you and not harm you. A plan to give you a hope and a future. Don't give in to, to discouragement. Don't give in to despair. Get up out of bed. Get up and put your clothes on. Get up and put your makeup on. Get up and be and do what God has called you to be. Okay? So delay is not denial. In Daniel 7.25, the prophet Daniel warns of a time when Satan would, would literally wear down the saints. Okay? I sense that there's been a wearing down. That the enemy's been trying to shift you with wheat. He's trying to wear you down. Now we know that this scripture speaks of the final hours. I don't know the time in this season that we are in. We don't know. Are we in the final hours or are we not? What I do know is this, is that the enemy is trying to wear you down. So why, Margie, is he trying to wear me down? He's trying to wear you down because it's the dawn of a new day. Time in the season where it's a new chapter in your life. It's a new time in your life. What God said to us at the roar event, he said, he said, he said, there is coming in your life and it's here right now where it's the dawn of a new day, where it's the, it's the new season. I'm writing a new chapter in your story. I'm writing a new chapter in your story. It's the dawn of a new day. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Would you be saying, Margie, I don't know what that chapter title is. I don't know what God wants to do. Well, I don't know what he's wanting me to do, and I don't know my chapter title yet either. But I do know one thing. God told Moses when he was building the tabernacle, he said, see to it to do everything that you do according to the pattern that's been shown you on the map. So I believe what we need to do right now, and I know it's every single one of you, it's the church as a whole. The church as a whole is like a ship, and the church as a whole is being turned in a new direction. I believe what we need to do right now is we need to spend time intimately, secretly in the presence of God, and I sound like a broken record, and I really don't care. It's time to pray in the Spirit. It's time to pray out the mystery. It's time to pray out the purpose and the plan of God for your life, and say, Lord, what are you writing about in my life and story? What is the new thing that you want to do? What is the chapter title that that is is going to be written about my story? Those of you that are authors, you know how it is, or at least this is how it is with me at least. I know like every time when I'm, I'm writing a book, oftentimes I get a chapter title. And I, I, that's the springboard of what God is saying in that particular chapter. God has a new chapter title for you in, this, in your story. And that's why the enemy is coming against you. That's why the enemy is trying to wear you down. But I have a word for you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have overcome them. Who's the them? The devils, the demons, and the evil spirits that go right before that scripture. Because why? Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The enemy is, is trying to, to take you out. God's saying, you stand strong, and you be bold, and you be gracious. I told Joshua, listen, this is the deal. There's a lot I have for you to do. But he told him three times. He says, you got to be bold, you got to be strong, and you got to be courageous. And I hear in my spirit the word perseverance. You need to be, you need to persevere and press through this warfare. 
I, I, I know every time I have ever entered in and done a huge assignment God ever had for me, I was always hit with tremendous warfare. And I always knew once I crossed that bridge or crossed into that new thing, I knew that the warfare would lift. And that's where you are. I see you in a tornado and the tornado and the storm is raging and it's a black cloud and it's raging and it's raging. It's not a funnel cloud. It's the true blue tornado and you are in the midst of that tornado but you are in the midst of it and you are safe okay because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world there's a time when tornadoes hit that there's this quietness that settles over i, I have a word for you today the bible says be still and know that i'm god you may be in the midst of a storm in the midst of a tornado but god wants you to know today that you can be still and know that he is God. He's going to fight your battles for you. Some things we have to fight and some things we just, we just have to let go and let God. I know the Spirit of God said to me the other day, I said, Lord, you know I'm a fighter. And, and I was thinking along certain lines of some of the things that I'm dealing with. And the Holy Ghost said to me, but I'm your defender. So there is a balance between fighting and resting. You see, rest is a weapon. So I would just encourage you today, if you're in the midst of that tornado, and I know you are, otherwise the Holy Ghost wouldn't give me this word for you. God says to you, be still and know that I am God. I am going to fight for you. I'm going to go before you. I'm going to prepare the way. I'm going to make the crooked way straight and the rough places plain. I hear him saying, I'm going to open up doors for you that no man can shut. You think man can shut those doors, but no, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Okay? So let's go on. Now, like a skilled and masterful thief, and don't get upset that I call the enemy this, because he is. He is a skilled and masterful thief. The enemy daily tries to steal our joy, our strength, and our passion. And so many times Christians don't even know it because it's like the daily grind. And it's a daily grind. And the enemy just keeps coming in. And he just keeps grinding at us and grinding at us. Let me tell you, the Bible says we are not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. And he is a skilled and masterful thief. But again, the greater one is in us. That's why it's very important for us to realize we do have an enemy. And he's trying to shift us and take us out. And he's trying to abort the plan of God. Your story, my story, our collective story as a church we are going to rise and we are going to shine. And the Bible says that the gates of hell will not prevail against that which God is building. The Bible says in John 10, 10, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. And that life is supersedes the death that the enemy and the destruction that the enemy is trying to bring in your life. I speak to that death. And that destruction in your life in the name of Jesus. And I cancel that assignment against you in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, for doing it. I tell you, John 10, 10 is so true. But there's so many times that people, they don't think, they don't understand. They have an enemy. So when, when they're getting all these delays in their prayers and they're getting discouraged, what happens is they can turn away from the hope from the Lord, uh, Hebrews 12, 2, they look away from him and they stop looking unto him, the author and the finisher of their faith. They start looking at the circumstances and then I've seen this happen over and over and they start blaming God and they get mad at God. That's happened to me. 
don't look at me in that tone of voice and say that's not happened to you. Lord, how long is this going to keep going? How long are you going to allow this to keep happening? Lord, I don't get it. Why are you allowing me <clears throat> to hurt like this? Why are you allowing this to happen? I'm telling you it's not God. Don't blame God. It's the enemy or, number two, it's the trying of your faith. It's working patience. It's producing character in your life. So either way, don't blame God, okay? Just trust the process. Know that God truly has everything under control. And if you, you have these delays and this kind of thing is going on, I, I just want to encourage you not to blame God and don't get mad at God because that's a tactic of the enemy. You know, just like in the garden, did God really say that you shouldn't do this? You shouldn't touch that tree. Did God really say that you're going to have a ministry? Did God really say that all of your children are going to be taught of the Lord and great is going to be your peace? Did God really say when I've joined together, no man can put asunder and that this marriage is ordained of me? Did God really say that by the stripes he bore in his body, that you are healed? Did God really say... Call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint you with oil, and the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. I'm going to go on and on and on about the promises of God. But I'm here to tell you today, all the promises of God are yes and amen. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. He spoke it. He will back it up. He will make it good. So delay is not denial. Revelation 6.10. 58 times in the Bible, from beginning to end, the phrase, how long is echoed to those who grew weary with waiting? How long, Lord? How long? I already said it. We're not going to keep repeating it. I want to keep it short. How long? How many of you have been saying that? How long, Lord? How long until I get free? How long until that person stops abusing me? How long until that person stops being verbally abusive? How long is my child going to continue in the way that they're going? How long? All I have to say is be steadfast, unmovable, unshakable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always abounding in the confession of your faith, uh, knowing that the trying of your faith is working patience. You just keep the switch of faith turned on. No matter what, just like Joe, man, in the midst of adversity, he stood strong, and I hear the Holy Ghost say, and I gave Job twice as much as he had before because he kept his heart right. I'm going to have to read the book of Job. That's just a book I've never really read. All right? So no matter what, you've got to keep trusting God and don't blame God. Okay? Now, what's happening in your life is there's an attack on your vision. Okay? There's an attack on your vision. And the scripture says, without a vision, the people perish. They become discouraged. And so there's an attack on your vision. And basically, I say this in my book, Focus, which I really wish you guys would read. It's one of my best, best books I've written. But discouragement is the beginning of the loss of vision. So if you're growing weary and you're getting discouraged, what's happening is it's affecting your vision. So what the enemy wants to do is he wants to steal your vision. He wants to steal your hope. It's an attack on your vision. That's why he said, listen hands that hang down. Straight to the feeble knees. Pass for your feet. Welcome to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. I'm going to do everything for you that I have put in my word through the logos and the rhema. So it's an attack on vision. Proverbs 13, 12 says, um, 
Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Two things. Number one, I was at a WSL meeting round table with Naomi Dowdy and John Kelly came in as one of our guests, which was a huge honor because it was only like 25 of us women and he spoke into our lives and it was incredible. But one of the things he said that I thought was very interesting, he said right now in the body of Christ, and this is in October, he said there's, there, it's, there's, it's like there's a spirit of deferred hope because we've had all these words, all these prophecies, and people are just starting to grow weary. And I thought, wow, does that speak to me? But you know what? I believe we're right at the end, right at the beginning, right in the phase of that chapter being, the, that, that chapter title being written. So hope deferred makes the heart sick. I believe tonight when we pray, something's going to break off of you. And God's going to write on the tablets of your heart. Um, he, he, and even if you don't see him doing it, you're gonna, he's gonna begin to write on the tablets of your heart that chapter title. And when you pray in the spirit, pray in the Holy Ghost, he will cause your thoughts to become agreeable with his thoughts. And what will happen is you'll begin to think the thoughts of God, and then you need to write all these things down in your journal, okay? So we're turning a corner, we're turning a page. It's a new day, it's the dawn of a new day. I'm reading this book by Rick Weiner, it just came out Fire on the Mountain, Book to the Valley. And it's, it's, it's an interesting read. And those of you that ever read Rick Joyner's books, there's a lot in his books you really have to absorb. But one of the things the Spirit of God said in this, in this book is you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. And how we deal with where we're at in the valley, listen to me, is very important. And one of the things that I want to highlight here, because we can't highlight it all, is this, what was, was being taught to him and the others that were walking through the valley was it was very important for them to not only maintain their unity among one another, but, but to maintain their joy. Because the scripture says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And if they maintain their joy, they maintain the strength to continue to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So it's important when you're in this season to maintain your joy. Well, how can you maintain your joy? Well, you got to stir up the gift of God that's in you. Stir yourself up. You know, you know, David encouraged himself in the Lord. When he was discouraged, he encouraged himself in the Lord. And, and he, he thought about all the things and rehearsed all the things that God had done for him. And he, he stirred himself up. Okay, another way you could maintain your joy, the Bible says, in his presence, his fullness of joy. So you can Spend time in the presence of God. And what I felt in my heart tonight as I was sitting here waiting to come on, I felt like the Lord was saying, you know, it's it's very good for us to just sometimes when we're in this season of delay and weariness and lack of strength, it's very important for us to just to soak in his presence. I mean, I think there's a balance between soaking and advancing. So I think it's not all soaking, but I think there is a time and a season and a purpose. So I think this is a good time just to soak in the presence of God. And allow him to renew our strength and allow him to just pour into us, okay? So the, we have to count it all joy. Here, here's the you know, I'm, I'm gonna share the scripture with you, and you're all gonna be like, okay, really? Well, James 1 2, count it pure joy. This translation says, pure joy. Pure joy, what? My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Really? We're supposed to count it joy. Well, let's see if we can do it. It's you know. Being a strong, mature person or Christian is when we can stand in the midst of adversity and we can count it all joy. That's the character of Jesus. Count it all joy. Who for that what? 
joy that was set before him. He endured the cross, despising the shame. He counted it joy, knowing that there was something set before him, listen, that was better than what was happening in him and, 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 and was happening at that moment and that time. That's what we need to do. We need to count it all joy because there is, my friends, something set before us that we don't see yet. That's why the enemy is trying to keep us from entering into that gate. There's war at the gate, but the greater one is in us, okay? Because you know that uh, the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. So it's perseverance. We have to persevere. And those of you that hear me minister, you know I've talked a lot about the grit factor. Some people have the grit factor, some people don't. Okay, so you got to maintain that grit factor that no matter how many times you try to do something, you do something, you just don't give up. We are not of them that drop back. We are of those that are continue to press toward the mark, the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Okay, I'm going to speak some scriptures over you and then I'm going to pray. I wanted to keep this short. Okay, okay. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. I already quoted some of it, but we're going to go ahead and read it anyway. This word is like medicine. It's going to go forth up out of my mouth, and it's not going to return void, and it's going to break something off of you, okay? Listen to this scripture. It's like medicine, Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord, the everlasting God, the one who is faithful, the one who is true to his promises, the one that said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, the one that holds you in the palm of his hand, the one that sees everything that you're going through, the one that says, faithful, I am called faithful and true. Have you not known your father, okay, the created, the everlasting God, the creator of the heavens of the earth, he does not grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary. I strength over you in the name of Jesus. And increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. And young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord. The King James Version says wait. And the actually Hebrew says intertwines their life with God. Those who intertwine their life with God. Keeping God first place in their lives. Those that refuse to quit, refuse to give up. We may get, may get knocked down, but we always get up and we keep running. Those who hope or wait on the Lord will what? Renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. That's what God's doing in you. He's developing you into a soaring eagle. Somebody who's going to see further than you've ever seen before. But you can't lose hope. You can't lose heart. You've got to trust the process. Okay, you're going to mount up with wings like eagles. You're going to run and not grow weary. You're going to walk and not faint. I just heard the Holy Ghost say to me, I'm going to give you the desires and the secret petitions of your heart. And there's someone watching this that has, has seen that you are going to be flowing and operating in a miracle ministry. Actually, there's many of you because these signs will follow the believer. You will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. It's the church that's arising. It's the miracles that are going to flow and the power and the demonstration that's going to come from the church. He's going to give you the desires and the secret petitions of your heart. And that is to flow in miracles and flow in the demonstration of his power. 
He says, you're going to mount up with rings like eagles. You're going to run and not grow weary. You're going to walk in that faith. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 and 58 says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my friends, those of you who are listening to this now live and those who are going to listen to this later, be steadfast. Put your hand on your hip and say, yes, Lord, be steadfast, immovable, grit factor 101. Don't quit. Always excelling in the work of the Lord because your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Well, I just don't see visible results. Oh my, that's why Jesus said, pray and not faint. Don't faint. Delay is not denial. Galatians 6, 9, last scripture. Let us not become weary in doing good. You're doing good. You're doing good. You're doing the best you can. You're keeping God first. You're saying your confessions. You're spending time with him. And you're, you're maintaining your, 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 your walk with him. You're doing good. And even when you're not good, he's good. He's faithful all the time. Even when we're faithless, he remains faithful. It's not what we are in ourselves. It's what he is in us. You're doing good, okay? Stay steady, immovable. You're doing good. Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. I believe there's many things that that scripture can speak of. And it's harvest in your personal lives, but also I believe it's harvest in the church. A friend of mine inboxed me yesterday and he said, we said our churches are just exploding. We have to go to two services. There's just so much going on, so much happening. We need some leaders to help come alongside and help us. Well, that's where we're at, my friends. We're at the end of the age. The harvest is ripe. The laborers are few. And we're coming into some great and mighty times. Okay? I'm going to pray over you. And I'm going to believe God. And guess what? I'm going to pray in tongues. I thought whether or not, well, should I pray in tongues in these lives? Should I not pray in tongues? I don't want to, you know, I, I want to be relevant, so on and so forth, even though I talk about tongues. I pray in tongues. Because many times what I do is I interpret my tongues. And whether I get the interpretation or not, I'm going to pray the word over you and the scriptures over you. So I want you to just, right where you're sitting, I want you to lift up your hands. And I want you to close your eyes and, let, and, and just receive this prayer. Heavenly Father, I just bring the people that are listening to this broadcast. I, I bring every single one of them before the throne room of grace. Father, I lay one hand on you, one hand on them, each and every one of them individually. Father, I pray that you would pour out upon them a greater measure of grace. You said to the Apostle Paul that he said, I was given this thorn in the flesh, this messenger of Satan, this thing that keeps buffeting me. But you're, you said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Lord, I pray for a greater measure of strength and grace upon my, my the, those that are listening to this broadcast in the name of Jesus, that you would pour out a greater measure of grace. You said that if we need it, we should ask for it. And Father, I also pray for those that have lost that vision, where the vision's clouded, where they become discouraged, where they've grown weary and well-doing. Father, right now I ask that you would write on the tablets of their heart that new chapter title. Write on the tablets of their heart that new chapter title. 
individually what you have to say to them. And then, Father, for all for those of us that are leaders, write the chapter title for the universal church as well. What would you have us to do? What would you have us to say? Where do you want us to go? We desire to only do what we hear our Father do. We desire that we only do those things that we hear you asking us to do. So, Father, write that chapter. Write that vision on the tablets of their hearts in the name of Jesus. And those that have lost purpose, speak to your purpose in the name of Jesus. Command, I command you to be stirred up, stir up the God that's within you. Don't you a spirit of fear, but love, and the power, and a sound and well-balanced mind. I pray for Father for release of fear in the name of Jesus, so that my list will run with the vision and not grow weary. Run with faith in Jesus' name. And Father, araboshe ekisi iena anana maone abade stobale enyumarakosaya. I pray, Father, that my listeners would walk in wisdom. Father, that they would not only be strengthened with might by your spirit in the inner man, but I pray that they would walk in wisdom. You said in your word that if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Father, every single one of us need wisdom in this new season. Wisdom in how to navigate in this new chapter. Wisdom in how we, we win souls. Wisdom in how we disciple them. Give us wisdom, Father. We ask for an abundance of wisdom. We're not asking Although we need it for finances, we're asking like Solomon did for wisdom to raise this great people that you're bringing into this harvest. And Father, I pray that they would also live and move and have their being in you, that they would hear their, your voice and that the voice of another they would not follow. Rise up. Rise up within them, Holy Ghost. Rise up. Enemy, I speak to you. I speak to you in the name of Jesus. I say no weapon formed against my listeners will prosper. As a mother, I, I, I just feel like the heart of a mother. Father, I just reach out over this Facebook Live. And as a mother, and as your spirit, the Holy Spirit, we just wrap our arms around them in Jesus' name. No, no, no. May you anoint my listeners with fresh oil. May the mountains and the hills break forth before them into singing, and may the trees of the fields clap their hands. Oh, I thank you, Father, for this great and mighty army that you are raising up. I thank you, Father, that we are going to walk, and we are going to run, and we are going to live. And we are going to soar and move and have our being in you, in Jesus' name. We worship you, Father. Now, Father, I just worship you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Father. We just worship you. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your presence. Father, I believe in miracles. I believe that spiritual things are transferable. I believe that you're strengthening your people tonight. I thank you, Father. It is the dawn of a new day for each and every one in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.